Before we jump into today's show, I just wanted to let you know that I have got a brand new three-part audio series available to download right now. If you head over to DonnaEed.com forward slash three-part audio, that's all one word, no spaces, you can download your How to Build Your Authority with Podcasting audio series. This is going to address guesting and hosting, so if you're interested in either of those and you want to know how to build your authority, head over to DonnaEed.com forward slash three-part audio. The link will be in the show notes. Welcome back to the Wedding Procast UK. Today we are talking content creation. We're going to look at ways you can produce content, the pros and cons, and in the end I have a brand new free download for you, so make sure you stay with me. know we should be producing content, right? Maybe. If not, here's the basis of it. So by creating weekly content, you are updating your website regularly and Google likes this. It keeps you relevant in their algorithm. So if you have a website that you set up donkeys years ago and you've not touched it since, the likelihood is Google doesn't even remember it exists. There are so many websites out there that to get up in the algorithm, you have got to be updating your website and making changes so that Google can see that you're still relevant. Uploading daily content onto your socials, again, keeps you active in these social medias. Now, your website is something that is more standardized, more sort of there for the longer term. So you have a little bit more time to play around with, which is why you can get away with weekly um, updates to it. But social moves like that. So you have got to be staying relevant on your social media. If you haven't uploaded in on your social media for a month, then the algorithms have definitely forgotten about you. But if potential clients come to your site, they may think that you are no longer in business. So this is really important. It's really important from the algorithm perspective to try and keep you relevant in those systems so that you can show up in search results, so that you show up for the hashtags, etc on social. It's really important for those things, but it is also really important for real world applications. So if somebody comes to your website and it hasn't been updated in a year, again, how do they know you're still in business? So if they Google search and find some miracle, you show up in the search and they go to your website and they can't see anything that looks current. They can't see that you have recently been on your website and changed something, then how do they know you're still in business? They've got to make that phone call. And a lot of the times that is a barrier to entry. People find friction in that. They want to know that you're still around. They want to know that you're there and that you are working. So if you can have something on your website that is showing your potential clients that you are current, that you are still in business, that is going to do you favors. So if you have a blog post, for example, if you can have that appear like your latest blog post appear on your homepage every time a new blog post is released, as soon as people land on your homepage, they are going to see, oh, she uploaded a blog post 
three days ago. That's going to show you're relevant and that you're still in business. So that's really important. So it keeps you front and center in these algorithms, but it also is going to put you at the top of the pile when it comes to potential clients finding you and knowing that you're still in business. So the first thing that we're going to look at is the different types of content that you can create. At the moment, I'm going to be looking at um, weekly or monthly content. So I have always said that you don't have to upload weekly, although weekly is sort of the industry standard when it comes to uploading. Um, a lot of people are now uploading two videos a week on YouTube. A lot of people are doing two episodes of podcasts a week. There is always this more, more, more. And I would really like to be able to pull the plug on the internet. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it is constantly about more, 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 more. And if the quality is there as well, then then you're, you've got a good business and, and people are going to gravitate towards you. But this idea of producing more and more and more just means that it's just so saturated out there with everything. So I'd really like to be able to pull the plug and say to everybody, just do one thing a week and let's leave it at that, shall we? Just so we've all got a bit of breathing space, but I don't think I'm going to get my wish there. So I would say once a week is ideal for your weekly content. If you can't do it weekly, if you can't commit to it, then do it monthly and do it consistently. As long as you are being consistent and people know what to expect from you, then that is going to put you ahead of the game um, from somebody who sends an email one week and then doesn't send one for three months, then sends a couple and then it drops off again. People are going to forget about you in the meantime. And this is where it really sort of becomes evident in our industry. Because we have a finite amount of time to connect with our clients, we need to make sure that we are hitting them up pretty regularly um, because otherwise they're going to forget and they're going to have booked somebody else. So being in their inboxes on a weekly basis is much better than a monthly when it comes to our industry specifically. So the three types of content that I am going to talk about are blogs, videos and podcasts. So these are kind of the the big content elements, okay? So with a blog post. So the pros for a blog post are it's fairly quick, you know, you've just got to write it and it's done. It's great for keywords and your SEO searchability for Google and things like that. So it is a great place to start. However, the cons are it's a pretty old fashioned way of communicating with people now on the internet. Um, a lot of people aren't taking the time to sit down and read long form um, content and it limits your repurposing ability. Okay, so definitely it is one of the most popular forms of content for wedding people. Um, a lot of very good wedding blogs out there that have built up huge followings over time. So Rock and Roll Bride and things like that, they have been around for time and they have their reputation behind them. So it is going to be a lot more um, obvious to clients to go to those websites and read up on them. And you usually find that the wedding blogs that are getting the attention and the traction when it comes to people consuming their content aren't necessarily people that are offering services. So Rock and Roll Bride is more of a magazine style um, website. So they are getting 
all of the brides coming to them for information about everything to do with their wedding. When it comes to um, a photographer or a cake maker or a planner doing a blog, it is a lot more difficult for them to build this kind of cult following with the blog. So you have only got a finite amount of time to build up a reputation with these people. A blog is a great way to build your authority, but it is not necessarily the best way to connect with your audiences these days um, if you haven't got that reputation behind you already. So the next one is video. So the pros of a video is it can be embedded in many different places. So you wouldn't necessarily take your blog post and paste it into a Facebook post, for example, Um, but you could take your video and embed it onto Facebook. Um, You could take your video and put it onto your IGTV. So there are other things that you can do with a video that you can't do with your blog post. So people can also see and hear you, which means that they get to connect with you on a deeper level and build that no like and trust factor. And you can create transcripts from your video, which means that you've got those keywords and there are lots of repurposing options with that in mind. The cons are that it is more time consuming than a blog because obviously you've got to write your outline for your video, then you've got to record your video, then you've got to edit your video, then you've got to upload your video and do the repurposing side of things. Whereas with a blog, you have an idea, you start writing, you might edit it, you might do an outline and then do the full thing, but it's kind of once you've finished writing it, you're done. You don't have to go back and edit so much. The other thing is there is more skill required because you've got to be able to edit video or you've got to be able to outsource it. And you need to be camera ready when you are doing video, which leads me nicely on to podcasts. So this is a podcast that you're listening to here. And this podcast started out as an audio only. Um, And then I started putting it on YouTube and bought the video in. So I kind of shot myself in the foot there because one of the reasons I chose podcast is you could do it in your pajamas. Um, But I don't think anybody on YouTube wants to see me in my pajamas. So now I have to be camera ready as well. But this is a growth thing. You know, this is something I've grown into. I didn't start here. So looking at the basis of a podcast, it can be embedded in many different places. You have got so many options of reaching your audience with all of the different podcast players that you can push your podcast to with um, putting it on to YouTube. You can put audio only onto YouTube. So again, people can hear you. They can hear your voice. They can connect with your personality and they can get to know you on a deeper level than with a blog. They don't have to watch. So this is the advantage of a podcast is because it is audio only, people can do other things whilst listening and consuming your content. They can be driving their car. They can be going on a walk. They can be doing the housework. There are so many options of when people can listen to a podcast over a video, which even though, even if, for example, mine, they are just the podcast uploaded um, as the video. So all you're doing is seeing me talking to the camera, 
The thing is, because I am there and I am moving, it is a distraction to people. They want to be looking at what they're listening to. So that isn't appropriate for a car for obvious reasons, but a podcast where there is no visual element, you can listen to that in the car without a problem. So there are more options for people to listen to you on a podcast. Again, you can create the transcripts from a podcast and get your keywords in there and repurpose that. They are less time consuming than a video because obviously you haven't got to do the getting ready side of things. Um, It can also be easier to edit a podcast because you haven't got to look at, you know, how somebody is moving and the transitions between the clips. So it can be a lot easier to edit and less time consuming there. The cons are, of course, it is still more time consuming than a blog because you've got all of those stages that you need to go through. And there is also an extra skill level required for the editing of the podcast. But of course, you can outsource that, but that comes at a cost. So those are your three options and the pros and cons. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was repurposing. So there are many ways to repurpose um, your content. And that is what my free download is all about. 10 ways to repurpose your content for one profile. Now I'm going to give you, for an example, for your Facebook page. So you can use all of these ways to do it on your Facebook page, but you can then replicate that for your personal profile. You can replicate it for your group on Facebook and you can replicate it for your Instagram. So you have got 40 different posts for your platforms there. Now, if you are on LinkedIn, which I'm not necessarily thinking that my listeners are um, focusing on LinkedIn as a method to get their information out to their clients, but you could also put this stuff onto LinkedIn as well. So you can grab that free download at the link in the show notes, um, and that will show you different ways to repurpose. But just for example purposes, um, I will go through a few of them now. So when you have your blog post, you can obviously share that to your audience as a link on all of your social medias. The other thing that I highly recommend is that you take out two to three quotes from that blog post and use them as a graphic. So you can go into Canva um, and you can create a quote graphic and you can share quotes from the episode. So you can share the graphic for the episode and say an episode like it's a podcast because that's what I do. But for your blog post, you can create a graphic I would assume that most of you have an image that goes along with your blog post. So you could share that image and the link to the blog post. Take three quotes out of the blog that you can share. Share those quotes and the link to the blog post. So there you have four different posts that you can put out about that one blog post. Now, the other things come in when you are doing um, video. So the advantage for me Um, doing video is that you can kind of get everything done from video. If you have got a video, you can put it up on YouTube. If you have got a video, you can rip the audio off it and put it on a podcast. If you have got a video, you can do a transcript and create a blog post for that episode. So you can really 
level up your content and get much more out of a video than you can a blog post. So the other thing you can do with a video is create a teaser. So just like crop 60 seconds of the video out of there so that you can share that on your social platforms. You can share it as a reel on Instagram. You can share it in your stories on Instagram. You can share it on IGTV. You can share it on your stories on Facebook and you can share it on your Facebook page profile group and then send everybody to the main content from there. So that gives you a lot of options with the video as well. You can do the transcript and you can upload that to your podcast provider and that will help with the SEO um, and searchability of your podcast. So that's quite an important one as well. So there are lots of ways that you can do it. And I think I've come, you know, I've done 10 on this freebie for you and you can then do this on each of the platforms you are part of. Now, 10 different posts for one platform means that from one piece of content, you can create 10 days worth of posts. I don't recommend doing these back to back. Obviously, I've always said, and I will say it again, that not everybody follows you on every platform and not everybody sees every post you post on a particular platform. So you could post these different posts for 10 days straight. And the likelihood is you will get very few people that are going to see every single one of those posts. But I would suggest spreading it out a little bit more than that having your weekly content and just spreading these posts out. So you may have some standard posts that you always do. Maybe you have a motivation Monday um, or a wedding Wednesday post that you put out every week. So those posts are already taken care of. Maybe once a fortnight you like to do a get to know me post. So make sure that you've kind of got a structure of the posts that you're putting out on your social. And then in the gaps, you can put all of these posts. And I would just go through your calendar and plop them in every sort of couple of days um, until you've finished with those posts. And then I would still use the quote posts. I would bring the quotes back um, at various different times throughout the year so that you can pull on these um, pieces of content again and again. You don't, it's not a one and done thing. These pieces of content can work for you over and over again. So don't just do these 10 posts and then forget that that episode ever existed. That's something that I'm working on at the moment because I do tend to do that, but I've got 105 episodes now and there is a lot of juicy content in there. And I want to be able to send people back to different episodes and say, Hey, this was a really good episode. Have you listened to it? So I will be doing that. I suggest you guys do it too. So definitely grab that download. It will be linked in the show notes for you um, so that you can see all of those different ways to repurpose your content. So I've kind of explained a little bit about what I do. You guys obviously know that I do video and I do podcast. So my setup, it will totally work for you guys in the wedding industry. I think that podcasts are an untapped area for the wedding industry. If you like to talk, and I think a lot of people are very personable in the wedding industry. And if you listened to my episode with Joe Soley, you will know that um, I think 
think a lot of wedding vendors are probably number sixes, which is the relationship number where we like to be in groups and we like to be in teams and we like to build relationships. So if you are that person, then you are likely to be a bit of a talker like I am and um, enjoy that. So I would highly recommend choosing one of these types of content that you enjoy doing. So I enjoy talking. I enjoy doing my podcast. It isn't a chore for me, but I would find writing a blog post more of a chore. Now, I actually like writing, but not as much as I like talking. So um, there's my preference. So if, if the idea of talking on camera absolutely freaks you out, don't do video. It's fine. You don't have to do a blog post. If you like talking, but you just don't like being on camera, then just do the podcast. Um, you don't have to do it all and you don't have to decide what the end goal is straight away. So I started with the podcast and I think my first 80 or so episodes were just on the podcast and that was it. And I think it was around episode 87-ish that I started putting them up onto YouTube as well. So I started doing the video. Um, Some of them were audio only because I hadn't asked permission to share people's faces when I did guest ones. So you got the audio only versions. And then I started to add that into my podcast release. So people were happy to be on video as well. Although people don't have to. So if they say that they don't want to be on video, I will just upload the audio to the podcast, um, to YouTube. So that's the way that I do it at the moment. I do the podcast and I do the video. Um, I edit both of those and then I run it through Otter AI, I think it is, and I get the transcript for it and I upload that to the podcast provider as well. Um, So I haven't been doing that as Um, consistently as I'd like. And I think that it will help me to do better with the search ability of the podcast for doing that. So that's something that I'm trying to do every episode. Um, I then take a snippet. So uh, my podcast provider allows me to create a snippet as long as I like. Um, I think, well, I think as long as I like, I've never tested it. I've gone up to 60 seconds, I think. But you can create a snippet of your podcast and you can then use that to upload to socials. I can also take clips from the video and share that to social. So it might even be the same point, but one day I share it as a graphic and an audio only. And then the other day I will share it as a video. So people will see something different. So even though it's the same thing, it looks and feels different because it's in a different medium. So you don't feel that you have to like go through and choose lots of different things from the podcast. You can also use that clip as your quote and put it on a quote graphic. And so you've got the quote, you've got the audio, you've got the video, and it's all the same words, but because it's shared in three different ways, it looks different, it feels different, it'll catch somebody else's attention. So you're going to be appealing to those different learning styles. So some people like to read things, some people like to hear things, some people like to see things, and you are going to be um, attracting those different people with the different mediums that you're using. 
So we have today covered why you need content, the different types of content that you can create and the pros and cons of each. And then I told you how you could repurpose them. And I have that free download for you, the 10 ways to repurpose your content for one platform. I also have a start your podcast from scratch workshop coming up. So if you are interested in starting your own podcast, then I would highly recommend coming along to the workshop. It will really help you understand what it takes to create a podcast, what you need, uh, what you don't need, and how to set yourself up for success in starting your podcast. It is on the 19th of May at one o'clock and it is £69. The link for that will be in the show notes, but you can head over to Donna Ede dot com and all the details will be there. So that is D-O-N-N-A-E-A-D-E dot com. And you will find all of the information for the Start Your Podcast from Scratch workshop. Um, I've already run this once about a year ago. I had a great time with the ladies that came along. Um, It is a great way to get started with a podcast if that is what you are interested in. So that is it for me today, guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. Don't forget to subscribe where you listen and I will see you guys next week. Bye for now. Don't forget to hit those stars and leave a review of the podcast where you listen if you found value in what you heard today. It's a free way you can help the podcast reach more people just like you.